Welcome to the Scales and Tails podcast, where we unveil the secrets to weight loss. I'm your host, Brianna Fia Keen, accredited practicing dietitian, mum of four, and foodie fanatic who is constantly hungry because I talk about food all day long. Wouldn't that make you hungry too? Join me as I delve into the essential pillars that shape your weight loss journey, including mindset and motivation, nutrition and healthy eating, exercise and fitness, effective weight loss strategies, behavior change and habits, sleep and stress, and nurturing a positive body image through self-care. Are you ready to embark on a transformative journey with me and my guests? I'm here to help you. Let's do this. Hello, hello. For those of you who are new around here, I'm Brianna, and I help mums of many make nutrition a priority and weight loss possible. I'm a weight loss dietitian, but quite often I'm the dietitian who is telling you to eat more food to lose weight, which I know makes totally no sense, but trust me, it does work. Starving is not an effective weight loss strategy. I come from a big family with Italian heritage, and when we look at love languages, food is definitely their love language. Family gatherings are always around food, social gatherings revolve around food, there is always plenty of it, good quality, and there's so much emotion that is evoked from it. In fact, you know those memes that go around about having a dessert belly? I'm pretty sure my family had been saying that for years before it was even a meme. So what I wanted to talk to you about today is my journey to get to where I am now. Way back when, I chose two places to do my work experience in year 10. One was with an interior designer, the second was with a dietitian. Only because I couldn't get a place with a marine biologist. Now I grew up in a small country town in central Victoria, so marine biologists weren't even close by. There was lots of farmers though, orchids, dairies, piggeries, cattle farms. There was plenty. I won't lie, a large part of our food chain comes from central Victoria where I grew up. And so a week of work experience with a dietitian in community health and I was sold. Which is lucky because anyone who does know me knows that I don't really have a creative bone in my body. So I probably wouldn't have made a great interior designer at all. I'm pretty confident though I'm a damn good dietitian. The catch though was at the time you needed an enter school. Yeah, I'm that old of 93 to get into dietetics, which I was not that confident I was going to get. So I conjured up a plan to backdoor my way into dietetics. What other option was there? Where there is a will, there is a way. It went something like this. Apply for a health science slash public health degree. Do that for a year. Transfer to an interstate uni where I would, would be considered mature age at the ripe old age of 19 get credit for the year I had done, then finish off my degree. And so I did. I also always wanted to be a community health dietitian. And my dream was to work for Nutrition Australia. Funnily enough, apart from a four week secondment before my firstborn, I have actually never worked in community and public health nutrition. I also have never worked as a hospital dietitian and never will. I went to uni eight hours away from home. It was a big deal, but nothing beats 19-year-old confidence that it will all work out, and it did. 
I remember calling my mum at some point, so homesick, crying that I just wanted to come home. So she called me back in 10 minutes, said there was a tiny little Rex plane booked for me, and she'll pick me up at Aubrey. I was one of six, including the pilot, on this plane, and it was one of the scariest plane rides I've had. A dose of home for the weekend, though, got me sorted, and back I went and finished my degree. I started out in what I thought was a food service dietitian job, which basically just turned into me being a waitress. Needless to say, that ended pretty quick because that was not what I had done uni for for the last seven years. My next job was working in aged care, which was great. It was so systems focused and I love systems. I loved chatting with the oldies and allowing them to find the joy in their food again. I mean, who's to say Nana can't have their dessert? Not me. I then landed a job five hours away from home. I remember crying on the couch after being offered it, telling my mum I'd only just come home. I couldn't go that far away again so soon, but she pushed me to take it and it was the best job ever. I loved working in the public system. I loved working in a team environment. We had social workers, medical specialists, endocrinologists, nurses, other allied health. You know, again, it was just that team environment I loved. I was adamant though that I didn't want to be transferred to the hospital. I didn't want to work on the wards. So I spent seven years seeing patients who chose to walk through the door, who wanted to see me, who, you know, were really ready to learn and change their life and manage their diabetes. And that's the part that I, you know, have carried through with me for the remainder of my career. It was then time for a sea change. So we headed from Canberra to the Gold Coast. I remember it literally being a minus 5.6 degrees the morning that we left. I started out in bariatrics here, never having had any experience in it, but keen to know more. And seven years later, I'm still doing it. For those that aren't familiar with bariatrics, it's really the surgical intervention for weight loss. I now consult to weight loss clinics in New South Wales and Queensland. I run my own practice online where I see patients wanting to lose weight. Yes, this might be through a change in lifestyle, but it's also commonly through weight loss medications, intragastric balloons and surgery. So that's the story of how I get got to be where I am now. What are the lessons that I have learned throughout my career? There's heaps of them. Let's dive into some of the really important ones that I wanted to share with you now, though. So, you know, chronic medical conditions. Obesity, I guess, hasn't been treated or seen as a chronic medical condition. I guess the biggest one is that obesity, being overweight, just not happy with where your weight is, is complex. And whether we want to admit it or not, it's no different to any other chronic health conditions such as diabetes or high cholesterol or high blood pressure. And I guess that's where we're seeing this rise in these weight loss medications. We're treating um, obesity with medications as we would diabetes. If you had diabetes and the doctor said you need to take medication, you'd probably take it. If the doctor said you had high cholesterol and wanted to give you medication for your high cholesterol, you'd probably take it. Our society, though, doesn't really accept or treat obesity in much the same way as it does any other chronic condition. There's stigma attached to it. We know that. And I'm here to help guide you through the options that you have. One of the other lessons that I've learned is weight loss is complex. 
As I said before, it's complex. There are so many factors that can impact on weight, genetics, environment, where you live, where you work, where you study, your education level, your salary, your income, your lifestyle, the job you do, the time you spend studying, the activity you get throughout the week, you know, and you know, a heap of psychological factors. They all play a part. And I guess why I come from it with an understanding of all of these factors and approach weight loss from a holistic perspective. In terms of individualization, you know, I think, again, that's another one of those big lessons that I've learned throughout the career. Everyone's life and situation is different. Everyone's history is different. Everyone's weight loss journey is unique. And what works for one person may not work for another. So as practitioners, we need to look at each person individually and take into account their medical history, their dietary preferences, their lifestyle, and develop a plan that's going to work for them. The last lesson that I wanted to talk to you about that I have learned being a weight loss dietitian is behavior change. Wanting to lose weight and doing it are two very different things. You have to want to do it and do it for the right reasons. So many times I've had people sit down in front of me saying they are here because the doctor sent me. Yes, great. I love that GPs are initiating those conversations and trying to provide well-rounded care. But your why needs to be bigger than the doctor told me. And if you want to succeed with long-term diet and lifestyle change, I can help you for as long as you need me. And trust me, there is no bigger honor than knowing you don't need me anymore. But you have to show up for the right reasons and understand why you want to change. What's in it for you? Otherwise, we're wasting everyone's time. A little bit more about me. I'm also a mum of four. I had four children under five, which is a lot, particularly when you're also working full time. I used to work long days, throw in a bit of travel, and my days and nights were always hectic. I won't lie, I didn't always prioritize myself throughout those days. I was constantly tired, chasing my tail and grabbing whatever I could to pick me up and give me a bit of energy. I was notorious for having the sweet treats once all the kids were in bed, just for a bit of me time. I didn't drink enough and found excuses to walk to the staff room fridge to constantly snack. After I had the twins, I actually got quite slim, but once I returned to work, over time, my weight just ballooned. Before I knew it, I was 14 kilos heavier, which is not great. I mean, who wants to see a fat dietitian? So over the past year, I've been working to get it back down again. I probably won't go as low as that, but that was just with the twins sucking everything out of me. Breastfeeding twins uses up a lot of energy. I want to be somewhere that I'm comfortable. I want to be somewhere that I can maintain without needing to eat like a rabbit. And that's what I want for all of you out there too. What's important to me is that food becomes joyous. It's a connection for you with your loved ones. It nourishes you to be the healthiest version of you. My hope is that people like you can just start to see the beauty in food, the simplicity of it all. Go back to basics and stop overcomplicating it, that it becomes a priority for them and their family, a value of theirs in fact, and part of their day. People can see the power in food, in health. It's literally the answer to most people's chronic health conditions. How many people are on pain medication and overweight? How many acknowledge that weight is making the pain worse? 
if I could give you another medication or another tablet to take to take the pain away, would you take it? I'm sure you would. So if I said, if you start eating well and lose weight, we can reduce your pain. Would you jump on that as quick as you would a new medication? Probably not, right? Why though? Because it's hard. Change is hard. Being consistent is hard. Chipping away over time is not rewarding. We live in this world of instant gratification. People want results like yesterday. Rome wasn't built in a day though. Small steps all come together to create big change. We all need to start somewhere. As a mum of three young, impressionable girls, I literally cringe when I hear people say, I can't eat that, it's fattening. That's got too much sugar in it. I'll have to exercise twice as much tomorrow if I eat that tonight. The misinformation, the uneducated, the scaremongering, the trade-offs just because you want to nourish your body, it's ridiculous. I truly do believe that you can eat amazing food and achieve and maintain a healthy weight for you and that you can feel amazing without being deprived and be the best role model for your children. I mean, who's cooked their kids' meals before and then sat down to something not nearly as exciting as what they are having purely because it wasn't good for you? Let's do this together. Let's change the narrative of family foods. Let's get excited about the possibilities that are ahead of you. Shall you choose to make nutrition a priority and weight loss possible for you? That's all I have for you today. Another episode done and dusted here at Scales and Tails, unveiling the secret of weight loss podcast. I hope you found valuable insights and practical tips to support your weight loss journey. Remember, sustainable change takes time. So be patient and kind to yourself. I'd love for you to head to my website at yourfamiliesnutritionist.com.au. I so appreciate you being here, so thank you. If you have questions or topics you'd like me to cover in future episodes, please reach out to me. And if you've enjoyed today's episode, then I would love for you to subscribe and leave a review so that others can find the podcast and have the opportunity to achieve something they've thought was impossible up until now. Between now and then, when I'm next in your ears, I hope you find the joy in the food you eat and get to share it with those you love, including yourself.